0: Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com.
1: Yeah, let's go. Cool for us. Yeah, cause you got nothing for a bargain because you was what, probably on a... Well, probably on a Come bill yeah. coming off that quad injury. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Jockey my style. All right, we ready? All righty. All right. Let's drop that. There we go. Let's get it. Good evening, good evening, good evening, it's Tuesday, you know what that is. Time for the number one sports podcast in the world. It's time for Sports For You on a Tuesday. Live on Facebook and YouTube, I'm John. We got Nick Freeze. What it do, what it do? We got Mark. Yo, what up? We got the Power Father being ready in the building. We live yeah. on Facebook and we live on Facebook and YouTube tonight on this two, final Tuesday edition of all, in August of Sports For You episode 64. Make sure you're following us on the socials. Like us on Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook, make sure you hit that share button. You're watching on YouTube, hit that share button. Follow us on you on Instagram, Sports4U Podcast, Townhouse Media Now as well. Download Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Radio, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and Verbal. Let's get into tonight. We're officially nine days away from the start of the NFL season. And we are and the countdown is going. We are officially – well, technically, we're officially in to the start of college football season. We had week zero last Saturday. But we officially get the start of the college football season this week, especially Saturday. we the first Saturday of the college football season. So, wow. Yeah, I understand that either. Who's the head yeah, coach? The guy who likes to bite kneecaps, Dan Campbell. So, I'm not getting into tonight. Um not to get into. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand the dude. Dude's weird. Yeah, he's he's definitely different. I swear, dude was like Jeff, Jeff Bridges and Ben Lebowski, but that's just me. Um, not to get into tonight. Is we gonna talk some sports. Um, not NFL to talk about maybe a little NBA, but more so heavy NFL, college football is now into the heart of football season. Now the fi- rosters are set. Final fifty-three. Were made official today. All teams are now down to 53 players to get ready for week one next in a couple of weeks. So let's um, start up with a couple of stories on the in the NFL front. I'll start first off with the story on Deshaun Watson. Um, there's been a lot of rumor in the window about Deshaun Watson's future. Now there's talk about over the weekend, a tra- um, Charles Robinson, great reporter for Yahoo Sports, wrote this story that the Dolphins could be the front runners to acquire the quarter, the Houston Texas quarterback, who we all know is battling some legal issues right now. Um, Brian Flores, the head coach, he addressed the issue. He said that he is, um he's only worried about players who are currently on the Houston, on the, on the Miami Dolphins roster. But um we'll see. Saint <laughs> Kenzie said, I've been waiting for this day. I've been bored since being quarantined I feel you, bro. Um, so, they, the rumors came out today about Deshaun Watson could be headed to Miami eventually, but he said that Tua is his quarterback. But I still think it's a, we don't believe you. You need more people. I think if push came to shove and the Houston Texans called with the right offer and no legal issues were involved, Deshaun Watson will be traded and in the blink of an eye. But right now, I think the NFL and the Texans have a little week-week deal basically saying, okay, we got to, we, we're got we we going to let y'all handle the situation. That's why there's been no exemplary thing or any of that. But I think they're saying basically put him on ice, Because, obviously, until there's a legal investigation, we can't as actually our hands are tied with the union. So, therefore, now the the, the Texans are basically putting him on, making him MIA. So, they're going to go with Tyrod Taylor as their quarterback and um, Davis Mills, and we'll see where his future holds. When it's all said and done, what happens with Deshaun Watson, gentlemen? I'll start with you, Nick. What <clears throat> happens with Deshaun Watson when it's all said and done? Um, I think no matter what happens, he's most definitely done with the Texans. Um, he was done with the Texans beforehand, before all this stuff uh, and these accusations um even appeared. And um, you remember uh, when that first happened? We were like, "Well, you shouldn't have signed the contract." You this it, before this this past uh, season that just happened the Texans have been a very 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 dysfunctional franchise. That is so true. Under Bill O'Brien, he should have known everything was out of whack when they traded uh, DeAndre Hopkins. That, that should have if, that if if there weren't any red flags beforehand, that most definitely should have been the main one. And I think did he um he signed the con did he sign the contract before or after that happened? He signed the contract right before the start of last season. Uh-huh. That was six months after DeAndre Hopkins was traded to Arizona. So, uh, look, uh, this dude's an idiot. Um, look, the the Texans they've been dysfunctional. Bill O'Brien has his uh, claim to fame is yelling at Tom Brady. Pretty much, you know, um, he didn't do that good of a job at Penn State. Um, he goes to the Texans, and the Texans just they just hire anybody. I mean, I think the Texans' the Texas best coach they've had is Gary Kubiak. And you know, mm-hmm. even though he even though he won with y'all, John, it he, wasn't because of Gary Kubiak that no, y'all that y'all won. We, no, we won because we had Von Miller and we had Y'all won because y'all defense. Y'all won because and Wade Phillips. Thank of Wade Phillips led defense. Thank you. Who was with Gary Kubiak in Houston, by the way. Mm hmm. So I should tell you something right there. So um with that being said, um, I don't think he, um, maybe this year he's going to be in this Texans Jersey, but, um, I most definitely expect next year. There's no way, no way, even before free agency, anything happens that this dude is going
2: to stay in a Texans uniform.
1: Mark, uh,
2: I'm with Nick, man. I, I, I knew that, uh, he wasn't going to be a Texas for long, even after we signed that contract, um. I think we talked about that in our group chat. Yeah, man. I do, I do think he going to end up being a, a Dolphin. Mm. Which, which is going to be kind of crazy, putting him, with, putting him with that defense.
1: What happens with Tua? Do you think – if it, I think we all believe he's going to end up in Miami. That's where he wants to go. He's, he's hell-bent on becoming a Dolphin eventually. What happens? I'm assuming that, that Tua comes back to Houston in this trade. Um –
2: yeah, I mean anybody's better than Tyrod Taylor. You think Davis Mills is better than Tyrod Taylor too, Mark? I don't even know who he is, but yeah, he's the third.
1: He's the third round, the rookie they drafted in the third round with their only yep. pick. Wait, what do you mean their only pick? Their first pick, I should say. Their first, their first pick they had at the draft last year because you know, yeah. Miami pretty much owned their entire draft because of Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, he's probably better than Larry, Tyrod too. Laramie Tunzel. And they made two trades. Remember they traded Larry Tuncel and um, and um, Kenny Clark. Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah. What was that Kenny? No, Kenny, Kenny, uh, Kenny Stills. Kenny, Kenny Stills, Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills was actually, in, it, was a, it was the same trade. They got oh, that, that was the same trade? Yep. Kenny Stills and Larry Tunsil ended up in Houston for all those picks. Ryan Leaf is better than Tyrod Taylor. All right, everybody relax. Well, let, look, let, okay, good. We're not going to get to start. We're not going to go down that Maybe route. in college, yes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Let's not disrespect Ryan Lee, the football player the 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 former Washington State quarterback. No, now I'm not giving nobody from Washington State nothing. Well, I understand why you're not doing that, mister Mr. USC fan. We'll get into college football in a minute. Shout out to USC. Um but another quarterback was on the move today and that's the story that's been dominating the news cycle in the last twelve hours and that's Cam Newton was released today by the Houston by the New England Patriots. There's a lot of way there's a lot of storylines with this a lot of BS with them. this move. Obviously, this now makes Mac Jones now the starting quarterback. Who? Mac Jones. The former Alabama QB. He now is now the starting QB for yes. Who was the last Alabama quarterback that worked out? Well, I'm still I'm still trying to find the first one. Didn't Joe Namath go there? Well, you—I take that back. Ken Stabler, Kenny Stabler. Shot to Ken Stabler. Rest in peace. Disrespectful uh, to him. To, That's right. So Joe Namath, Ken Stabler—I can't think of anybody else after that. And that was what almost fifty years ago. Yeah. I mean, but we what? said,
2: but but we said the same thing about Ohio State quarterbacks. I think Justin Fields will be all right. That's because he—he's
1: not a real Ohio State quarterback. He, you know where he came from. Well, Mark knows. You, you want to tell Mark that. He was trying to get him back. He was trying to see if he still has, He's trying to still see if he has eligibility now.
2: No, nah, I'm just mad that uh, our coach chose for him over here.
1: But anyway, go ahead. Um. So Cam Newton was released today by the Patriots. There's a lot of ways people are thinking. Obviously, some people say been saying that Mac Jones should have been the starting starter from day one. Now he's that was that Mark was one of those that basically said that, you know, he's pretty much earned the job, and then there's uh, then there's the cynical side where some people think, obviously, that some of Cam Newton's previous comments about vaccination and his mishandling of protocols probably put him in the doghouse with Belichick. Um, I personally think this was something mutual. If And obviously, with, with the whole COVID protocol thing, that allowed Mac Jones to have a week of practice with the ones. And he had one good day, and that's all it took. And they said he basically that day was pretty much perfect. That's all they needed. They just needed one good day. Out of it was four, out of those four days, they had one good day, and that's all they took. Uh-huh. And that's where I think Cam Newton messed up. Obviously, now they said the whole the whole protocol thing was was is being a bit of an overreaction. Mm-hmm. But um, there's no way if that he didn't if this didn't happen that he's not starting week one, but. Now the question is where does where does where does Cam Newton go from here? Is he is, is he done? Does he sign as a backup? I still think he ends up in Washington. Like my boy Jamie brought up the other day brought up today. They could have signed him last year and they didn't. I think that had a lot to probably do with him recovering from the shoulder injury and Ron Rivera obviously Ron Rivera could have brought him in, but he brought in Taylor Heineke. He brought in Kyle Allen. Obviously, maybe not thinking he'd be healthy enough. I don't know, but where where is Cam Newton's future? Um I me personally, I don't know. But um it's uh Washington is a team that I um like you said, they they need a quarterback. I mean they got Fitzpatrick over there. But um, you know, by week six or seven that's gonna be a wrap. Well, they've already announced he's starting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. By by like week six or seven, that all that uh Fitzpatrick stuff is gonna be done for. But um that could be one. Um I could see him um going to Philly. Because I don't think I don't think they're uh they're too sold on uh on Jalen over there. There's there's some rumbling that the Cowboys might do their due diligence. They waived Garrett Gilbert and um Ben Dinucci, their other and they're keeping Cooper Rush as their court, backup quarterback to Dak. Um, is that gonna be playing week one? I mean, for some I know a particular person who just drafted him in in her fantasy draft, he's hope she he's hoping that he is, but I think I think he's playing. I think everyone's been saying that that he's not going to be going this season. I I, I just think that's a smoke screen. I think he'll be ready week one. I think just it's a bit of an overreaction because obviously he's still coming off the ankle. Now you have the shoulder. I think he'll be on the field week one when they take. But matter of fact, next Thursday night when they take the field in Tampa, they're they're playing the, the Buccaneers in the in the kickoff game
3: i don't hydrate like everyone else because i'm not everyone else they drink what they're told to drink i drink what helps me rehydrate and recover pedialyte sport because it works and so do i pedialyte sport hydration beyond the hype
4: amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to one thousand dollars plus get up to twenty dollars an hour for select roles the best part we're hiring near you so start now to take home something greater New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus, a range of real benefits, and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So, earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.
1: How crazy would it be if uh, they were to uh, sign Cam Newton? Cool. No, the Bucks. Well, they don't. Well, well and, and, they, and they figure out. Uh, they they make a um, specific plays just for him. It, I wouldn't put anything past Bruce Arians. I can see that happening, especially at the uh, for goal line, because Cam Newton's going to score at the goal line. I put nothing past Bruce Arians. He 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 does whatever he wants when he wants, and and it's his way or the highway.
2: Yeah, that's that's Bruce Arians. I got I got a, I got him going to Houston. Mm.
1: I, yeah, I actually, can see yeah. I can see that too. Yeah, 'cause they definitely he's definitely better than Tyrod Taylor. I have one that's maybe, might be a little out of pocket, but I just think maybe just because of the situation, why not Baltimore? You know something I was thinking that? Uh he would be he would actually be um uh, good for um for Lamar Jackson to learn from. You know, uh Cam Newton, he's you know the the one thing you know uh, early on in Cam Newton's career um you could say was he he definitely um is a better passer than uh, Lamar Jackson is. I can most definitely say that. And um Lamar Jackson needs to um Lamar Jackson needs to learn how to just not rely on his athleticism all the time. And you know cuz it's going to be it's going to be times in your um throughout the season where your athleticism is not going to work. There's athletic uh defenses out here that's going to be able to move the um to make sure that you don't go outside the pocket, and you're going to eventually gonna to have to just throw right. a football. Right. I think that's what's going, on. and I think maybe he can be a a mentor to Lamar like that. But obviously, they're both MVPs, so I think I just don't think he wants to play behind a rookie. I, I and I and I can respect that. He's an MVP. He's earned. He's earned that right now to play behind everything. a rookie. And so if he don't want to play behind a rookie, I get it, but. Now let's talk about the Patriots from the Patriots side of things. Wait, wait,
2: but even on that Baltimore side, right? Um, I can see him going to Baltimore because everybody in Buffalo—I mean, everybody in Buffalo, everybody in New England—said he was a great teammate. So yeah. I, th- I think he would fit right into that locker room, even if he don't start. Like y'all was saying, he give the leadership and the and the uh, mentorship to to uh, Lamar. But I just think that whole team. Though, I think that'd be a good fit for him too, honestly.
1: And I'm just thinking that the system, obviously, the fact they run a pretty much a similar system. Lamar's not the most accurate quarterback, like not not no. total, not I mean not like New England. No, no, I mean somebody like he did or maybe like you know played in Carolina and around Rivera. You you know what I just thought about right now. What's that? Imagine there's going to uh, if he goes over there, and they run a play where they could basically run a uh, like a jet sweep option with Lamar. And Cam Newton, whoa, and basically, yeah, Lamar's coming off is the one that's that would be
2: crazy. And you can and you have two options of throwing the ball if you run that kind of system. Exactly, that's that's crazy. And the way they run the ball too. That's what I'm saying. When
1: Cam Newton, when it when it comes to like the goal line, Cam Newton is most definitely he's athletic enough and he's a big enough quarterback to the point where he he can score. He's bigger right. than most linebackers. Right. And he can he can run just as fast as they can. So, you know, he it's not a, he's not an ordinary quarterback trying to run up over there, uh trying to get to the uh to the end zone. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not just gonna, he's not gonna juke you all day. No, he's gonna he's gonna run right past you and run oh. you over. I've seen him do it. He's run over safeties. I've seen him do it numerous times. So, um, so yeah, so, crazy. what what what's the expectations with the Patriots? So Mac Jones is going to be starter now, day one. What I mean, I do expect they we do think they should try to make the playoffs, right? I mean, they should make the playoffs, right? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, you would think they would. I don't think it's it's all according to. See, New England's got to do a restart as far as like the way they play. They're gonna have to go back to what made New England um, the team they are, which is. They're gonna be a defensive team first, you know. During during the early um, Tom Brady years, they the thing was was their defense. You know, it was it was impossible to score on them um, in, at certain times, and you know they just dominated weak opponents and they, and uh, good opponents. They just frustrated the um, the mess out of them. So and then Tom Brady didn't do he didn't turn the ball over. You know, early on he was uh, he was a good enough game manager before he he got to the point where he's Tom Brady. Right. So I think they should try and do the same thing with uh with Mac Jones, but the only the only thing Ooh. is
3: Mac, Mac Jones. Jones.
1: But I think the problem is is that remember remember the running backs that Tom Brady had early on? Yeah, like Kevin Falk. He had um uh uh Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon. God, I still that that trade really I Yeah. So you know you're gonna have to um you have to put a, they're gonna have to put an emphasis on the running game and defense early on. You know, unless they they really believe that Mac Jones can be the quarterback that can, you know, just throw the football out there but i think that what they should do me this is me personally from a um from a coach's perspective what i think they um they would do right until they feel comfortable enough with uh with Mac Jones just throwing the football um with no problem they're going to be defense run the ball play action they they um that's probably the big reason why they have uh they have uh uh what's the name? Uh John o. Smith and um Hunter Henry, Henry. over there. Yeah. They're gonna be passing the ball to their tight ends a lot. Um uh, who who's up over there at receiver? They um they have Nelson. Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. So they, they have they have uh speedsters, they got a um uh well Bourne's kinda like a he's like a possession receiver. So, you know, got a speedster and a possession receiver. He got a little bit of speed on him too, but he's not fast like uh Nelson Aguilar is. But you know, so and that works. That all works into the play action. So you know, as long I feel as if as long as he doesn't like turn the ball over or try to do too much, right? And just you know, just play the um, <laughs> play the hand that you were dealt. I think they should be possibly about I, I get like about eight nine, which would be very good for them. That that's very good for their future. What do you think, Mark? How many wins for the Patriots with, with Mac Jones? Um.
2: I think that what they won seven last year. I don't think I don't think they win much more than that. I think uh I think Mac Jones actually takes the pressure off of even signing all even all that this big free agency. Because mm-hmm. I think that takes the uh expectations off of, of you know what you can do. I still think they finish behind if everything is healthy, if everybody's healthy, which is not, but I think they still finish behind us in uh Miami. Okay. Um so, Mike
1: Jones, by the way, since this news broke, he's now jumped to second, in the, according to Vegas, for odds for offensive rookie of the year. Why? And his jersey has sold out of the pro shop at the Patriots team store. At the Patriots pro- team store, that jersey is officially sold out. Uh, I mean, New England, lost their quarterbacks?
2: Let's yeah. just be Especially, real. especially their uh, – hmm. Well yeah. – they they like Cam Newton.
1: Yeah, except for Z- Scott Zolak. Yeah. Y'all wanna talk about that now? Or y'all wanna say that for calling out names? Um we can talk about that right now. All right, so Scott Zolak, who's a former quarterback for the Patriots, he was the backup to Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady. I don't know, I, I think irrelevant. he's I just Drew Bledsoe. But he also played for the Jets, I think. Mr. Irrelevant. He's um he's the radio analyst for the Patriots radio network. Mm-hmm. He came out last week and said that the reason that Tan, that the reason Cam Newton seems to sometimes lose focus, he needs to turn off the rap music. What? Oh, he said. Oh, I, I, I know where he was going with that one. Oh, wow. I yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I can't really go too in depth about that on this show, but I know where he was going with that one. Yeah, now he's apologized, but let me be perfectly clear. I don't like Scott Zolak. I never have. I think he's a horrible analyst. He he's a he he puts the home in Homer. Oh yeah, he makes Homer Simpson look. He makes he he's like the Homer Simpson of, of of announcers. Oh yeah, oh my God, this dude is horrible. And now he come out and says that Cam Newton needs to turn off the rap music. Um, what are you saying, fam? Um, maybe you should have played some rap music. You done had a better career. Get out of here. Because uh, people can say what they want about Cam Newton and uh, what he is right now, <laughs> but. Let's just be honest. Cam Newton has had a better career than Andrew Luck, the person who everybody thought was going to be the next Peyton Manning. Mm. And he he actually played longer than Andrew Luck. Exactly. With the same amount of injuries, pretty much. Exactly. Won an MVP, went to the Super Bowl, did everything. He's won at every single level except for um, over here. Only thing he hasn't done is win the um, Super Bowl. He's been the the Pro Bowls. He's been MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year. He's done everything. So, now, they're this how everyone's been making moves. Everyone's moving jo- put jobs in new locations. Um, ESPN, they may, they're they making a lot of changes. And um, there's a couple of notable changes that I want to discuss. Um, they're making a change to their ra- national radio net, um, lineup. So, obviously, the morning show is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Zubin's been away because he's been dealing with some medical issues. They announced that now Max Kellerman is going to be replacing Zubin in the morning show, which means Max Kellerman will – this is his last week on First Take. So now First Take is trying to turn into – Steven, basically trying to make it First Take to be like Stephen A. versus everybody. And that's that's the way it seemed like anyways. And yep. one of the names they said that might be a regular um, contributor to, to this new um, – this new way of first take would be Michael Irving. Why? Just to talk to Mac about the Cowboys. Um, why? So it could be an old uncle, old man shouting match. That's pretty much it. That's all it's going to be. It's going to be like watching your two drunk uncles at a uh, at a barbecue argue. I,
2: I, I thought they was going to do that show with uh, Stephen A. M- M- Magic and uh, and Wilburn.
1: That's where I was get to. Now, Steve, they want that to be the new count. Stephen A is lobbying that to be the new countdown. Mm, okay. Him, Magic Johnson, and Michael Wilbon be the new host of countdown, which means by Jay Williams, by Jalen Rose, and whoever the host was is gonna replace Maria Taylor. Um I don't know about Magic. That's, well that's just me. I think I think Magic more was so just the the name personality, but I don't know about seeing multiple um um like debates about sports with I don't know how in depth Well Ma- Magic would be strictly basketball. He'd be strictly on countdown. I'm assuming they'd probably do it on a what the Saturday be on the Saturday night game on ABC. You have Stephen A and Will Bond and, and um, Magic here in the LA studios. Okay. And then you but you have like a a maybe have a, a rotation of hosts come in and debate Stephen A on first take. I can see that. That's what was going on for a while anyways before they had max um officially do it. And I and that's where they seem like they're going to. And the report report is that Stephen A. kind of he kind of doesn't like Max's "I'm the smartest guy in the room" type of approach to things.
2: So Stephen um, Stephen A. feels threatened. That's all I hear. So Stephen A. don't like it that Max is smarter, is what he's saying. No, yeah, I'm cool. saying. He, feel, he feels threatened.
1: So now, but that's not the even the biggest change at ESPN. They're revamping their whole NBA coverage, and this is a topic we discussed in the last month. This whole situation happened with Maria Taylor and Rachel Nichols. Well, it was announced that the jump has been canceled after five seasons, five years on the five seasons, the jump has been canceled. Rachel Nichols will not appear back on TV on ESPN, and the cancel culture police came out, and they came out in throes. Everything you, ha- every person who has something negative to say about Rachel Nichols came out and said it. And I'm gonna say this: I watched the jump every day. Is it one? Of, it was a it was a good show. I love it. it. Was DVR watch for me, especially during the NBA season. We all know what happened with the whole situation with her, and Maria Taylor. So, let so we need to just relax. Maria Taylor is now off on doing the on going to NBC. We'll get into that also in a minute. But um. I just want to ask a question, and is my, get y'all thoughts? Did cancel culture get the jump, and Rachel Nichols canceled? Oh yeah, because um, I've never heard any issues about Rachel Nichols ever before, and all and now all of a sudden it seems like everybody. I'm, I'm not saying that it's not valid, right? But it, I just find it weird that all of a sudden like everybody has something negative to say about her when I've never heard anything negative about her ever like i even with like amongst nba players they have no problems with interviewing her obviously jimmy butler doesn't and um you would go there (laughs) but uh yeah that i don't that's
3: crazy um i don't hydrate like everyone else because i'm not everyone else they drink what they're told to drink i drink pedialyte sport it helps me rehydrate and recover so i can come back stronger leaders and powder packs make it possible to stay hydrated no matter the situation on the field in the gym wherever i sweat pedialyte works and so do i pedialyte sport hydration beyond the hype available in powder form for on-the-go action visit pedialyte.com for more information
0: every day thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com.
2: My only question is, I would like to see the ratings for that show uh, before I say Cancel Culture did it. Because if if the ratings wasn't where ESPN wanted to be, especially if they're having this talk of having uh, Stephen A., Will Bond, and Magic be an NBA show on there, Mm-hmm. And and the ratings what and uh Rachel Nichols show ratings where it wasn't supposed to be, I can see them was go get rid of that show anyway. Um, uh, whether, I don't th- whether, I think... whether. Go ahead. I said whether whether Rachel Nichols did that or not, I can see them getting getting rid of it. You know, what I'm saying you can trade Rachel Nichols and Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson for Magic Stephen A and Will Bond. I think ESPN will take that every day.
1: That well, could be it too. That could be part of it. Oh, definitely. That can that's, probably it's probably just that's probably just a rule that's for the women. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's probably just a rule they have for the women. You know how you know how the good old boys club is. Oh, of course. They they, they, never, they never they never they never seem to they never fail. Especially uh, when it's their um one one of their uh you know, I'll leave that alone. But um like I said, so now it speaking of Maria Taylor, it was announced that she is gonna be now part of Sunday night football. And I don't know if y'all saw there was a picture that that floated around social media on Sunday. NBC had the Browns Falcons preseason finale on, and um, there's a picture of her standing next to Drew Brees, saying she's ready, to, you know, to be another, be a rookie again. Now the question, and I and I had always thought about this. I, she was very critical of Drew Brees with his anti kneeling stance, and I've just been wondering. How was that gonna happen? How were they gonna be interact with each other? Well, seems like they're interacting fine. And now she's gonna be in studio. They're gonna be in the same studio together. And she's now gonna be on on Football Night America. Drew Brees is gonna be on Football Night America on the desk. But it's gonna it I guess it worked. I guess she got what she wanted, but she didn't get the money she wanted. But she got a she got a, a job on the on the number one show in America. Mm. yep there you go that's all that matters she how she wanted um another player who's talking about moving um let's talk a little NBA because this move this news is coming out today and then we'll get into the football um Benjamin Simmons Ben, Benji, Benjamin, Ben Simmons. We are about a month away from training camps opening in the NBA. And one Ben Simmons told the Philadelphia 76ers he does not want to be back. He does not plan on reporting to camp. And he has officially demanded a trade. We pretty much knew this. This marriage was on, was on was going to be on its way. This was on our way to divorce. Now the question is what happen What happens? Obviously, I don't think Ben Simmons is going to get traded anytime soon. Knowing the history of the Sixers, but I do think he's played his. I mean, I, I do think he's played his last game as a Philadelphia 76er. But I just don't know how you how the Sixers get an interesting trade offer for him, especially after the postseason he's had, and you had the golden opportunity to trade for James Harden, and now you basically are going to get probably pennies on the dollar for Ben Simmons. First of all, your reaction to seeing the news that Ben Simmons is demanding a trade? I laugh. The the nerve
2: of this man. but honestly, man, uh, I think this was intentionally done by Ben Simmons because he now he's saying that they can't get nothing back from him.
1: Oh, definitely can't. He he learned. I mean, look who's. I mean, who is his agent? Yeah, that's Rich Paul, ain't it? Yeah, exactly. They did the same situation with Anthony Davis. Once they made it public that he wants out, now the report is that Ben Simmons only wants to play in the state of California. Now, they, there are four teams in the state of California. The Los Angeles Lakers, which I don't see happening because they just traded for Russell Westbrook. And they just brought back Ron John Rondo on the Veterans Minimum Deal. And by the way, the Lakers will be a discussion later on a certain player who's no longer there. But I will say that for calling out names. Um, there's the Los Angeles Clippers,
3: mm. who obviously
1: just re-signed Kawhi Leonard. They traded Patrick Beverly to Memphis, who's now in Minnesota. to get Eric Bledsoe. Um, they just resigned Reggie Jackson. There's the Sacramento Kings, who have De'Aaron Fox. They have Tyrese um, Halliburton. They just drafted Davion Mitchell. And then there's the Golden State Warriors. Which is where he's probably going to end up going. The Golden State Warriors. When it's all said and done, gentlemen, where will Ben Simmons be? I think opening night he's still in the Sixers uniform, whether he likes it or not. But when it's all said and done, where's Ben Simmons? By All-Star week, sit by All-Star weekend.
2: Philadelphia. Yep.
1: So you think this trade is going to last probably to the till next offseason? Yep. Yeah,
2: pretty well, much. I think, I think. I think what teams go go offer uh, Philly, Philly Knuckle go, is gonna be enough now.
1: Wow. Um Wow. If Golden State offers Andrew Wiggins and um, first round picks and a couple of picks, would you accept that? Andrew Wiggins and a
2: couple of first round picks for Ben Simmons. So with this with that, this whole trust process thing that been started with eight years ago? Ten years ago? Yeah. 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 About about, you, 10 years, eight you, about eight years ago. What you have <laughs> remaining from that is one pick.
1: As Joel Embiid, am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Nah, I, I I don't know.
2: I mean, I'm I don't see Wiggins being a factor in Philly. They have uh, Tobias Harris there. Mm-hmm. I don't. I. I just. I don't see Philly taking that. Yeah, I think. I think they will have to throw in. Uh, Draymond Green.
1: I think you can't make that trade if you don't get Draymond Green back. Yeah, you have to get Draymond Green back because it'll be a similar type of player. And I'm saying that. Yeah, that's too much redundancy with him, with them two on the floor because obviously Draymond's not the best shooter, and we all know Ben Simmons can't shoot a lick, or refuses to. I don't know. I mean, everyone's posting these videos of him and Rondo, you know, working out here in LA, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't Man, Rondo don't even
2: hit threes like that during the season.
1: I mean, don't miss me, please. I, um, I, I just
2: think, I think Ben Simmons needed a change of scenery. I think that's all it is.
1: Yeah. I just think they both just need, you know, they just need a, a clean, a clean breakup and just move on. Oh, wow. So I'm looking at the comments. I see some of are... my. <laughs> Talking heads and ESPN already putting them past Buffalo while wow, so I'm showing off in the house. So so let's um talk about some more Let's see where, where we go. Let's go right. So we're gonna get into the little bit the college talk in a minute. So you there, mark? Yeah, yeah, Mayor. Okay, so we good. Um there we go. Okay, so let's talk a little college football. So we're gonna get ready. The college football season is opening this weekend. Um, so college football season starting this weekend, and now obviously it really started last week. We had the week zero. You had teams like um, UCLA playing Hawaii. You had Illinois versus um with Nebraska. But now all the show, all you know the the heavy hitters are playing this weekend, like Knicks, USC Trojans, March Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, my Tennessee Volunteers. We play on Thursday. We got we open up with Bowling Green. That's the first game on the SEC network this season. So, um, your expectations for this year's college season, gentlemen. Let's start with you, Nick. Obviously, with your US. I'm a, let's start with Mark. Now, now, let me go first because obviously I'm the team that has the lowest expectations. Yeah. Um, with Tennessee, obviously we had a little situation where we got caught up, you know, with the. With NC with a little investigation with the NCAA because obviously they were handing out, I guess the 2021 version of a Happy Meal mm. because they, mm-hmm. they, they was out the, these new Happy Meals were basically where they're where they were putting money in McDonald's bags to recruits and players. I'm like, okay, here we go. But now we um we fired Jeremy Pruitt after that investigation. And now we um have a new head coach um Josh. Eichel, who was the former quarterback at Oklahoma, former coach at UCF, he's now the new head coach. We got a new quarterback um, with a uh, Joe. We got a couple new quarterbacks. We got on, from the transfer portal. We got Joe Milton from Mick, from uh, Michigan, and we got the quarterback from uh, Virginia Tech, who's going to be who's now going to be you know taking over. Who's now going to be you know taking snaps behind center, and obviously, I just want Tennessee. Look. Just get back to being Tennessee. We've been irrelevant a pretty long time. And it's time to get back to getting back to the days where, you know, we were a a like a blue blood in SEC football. Hmm? Stop it. <laughs> but now being basically the laughingstock of the SEC, being look, looking like we're just totally living on the land of irrelevancy. It's time for Tennessee to get back and get back going. Okay, Nick Freeze, let's talk about your USC Trojans. Obviously, um, Keaton Slovis is a Heisman can- candidate. Obviously, the Pac-12, you know, you got this alliance thing going on with with the ACC and the Big 12. What are your expectations? What, what are the expectations for SC this year? Um... <clears throat> me personally um I want uh s c to finish in the top ten this year you know I'm not expecting us to go to number one to be a, a top three team I don't expect us to go to the uh to make it to the um to the playoffs you know i expect us to get a, a very very good bowl game that's pretty much it but um I want them to use this season to uh build on to next season so mm-hmm. i want us i want us to have a, a good year this year so that Next year would be the year where all right. Now we we uh we finish in the top ten. Now, you know, we get some uh, we're going to get good recruits again. You know, uh we're go, we're uh starting to get these good players back again, even though we ha- we could have had some way better ones. We'll talk about that later. By the way, um is just in the comments, get rid of Clay Helton. That's a start. What are Ooh. your thoughts on Clay Helton? Um, if this was like 2005, he would be a great coach, but um, I think his his style is USC's problem is is that they're still stuck on this old USC's uh, way of playing, this old quote unquote tradition way of playing. Student body right, student body left. Yeah, and let's just be honest, it's the game has changed. You know, um, USC has failed to realize that you need a quarterback with some type of athleticism. You know. There's nothing wrong with um getting these dudes from um Bakersfield and you know Rancho Cucamonga and all that in Orange County to be your quarterbacks. But um you may need you a couple of um couple of dudes from different areas mm. to be a for real to be a quarterback or with different levels of athleticism. Um that like you said, student body left student body right, that's that's over with. Um USC needs to get back to the old ways of we need to get, first we get back to defense. When USC's defense is um, is usually good, the team is usually good. So we need to get back to that. We need to get back to running the ball. We need to get back to, you know, we need to get back to USC football without it being USC football. If that makes sense. Kenzie say, I need some Rough Riders. Pause. Um, I kind of agree, but the thing is, we end up we end up getting uh, good players at the um at every other position. It's, but it seems like the quarterback position is really Than our downfall um, over the past few years, especially uh, a couple years ago when we had to have like about three or four quarterbacks play, which is the reason why we lost uh, Daniels and Bryce Young. Um, That that hurts. I got Chris Camillo said he he liked our conversation about Rachel Nichols. He said Ben Simmons is in no position to make demands, and he asked, Draymond or Clay? For what? For what? Uh, I mean, you gotta be. A little, I'm gonna ask him about that, Chris. You gotta be specific. What do you mean, Draymond? Or, I'm, I'm assuming you mean. No not, matter what the answer, I'm picking Clay Thompson. Well, Clay's gonna. I don't think. Oh, wait, going. wait, wait. Aren't you saying trade him? No, they're not trading Clay Thompson. Well, let me also say this: Clay Thompson's not gonna be ready till. Even if he was on the trade block, he's not gonna be ready till Christmas Day. That's cool. So he, so he won't make his NBA debut. I want to see him open the night versus the Lakers. That ain't happening. No, he won't be ready until Christmas when they play Phoenix, which is gonna be a pretty good game, by the way. So. What are your expectations for them in the Pac-12? Um the thing that um that makes me mad about USC every year is is that we do good and then we lose like uh, like a random game and it throws the whole season off. Uh I don't need those random losses this year. I expect us to be most definitely at the very least fighting um the, well not even just fighting winning the Pac uh, the Pac-12. I expect that most definitely. But it's not gonna be easy because for some apparent reason we keep losing to Oregon.
3: Mm.
1: Which is very upsetting. I don't know what it is, but Oregon or um some some sometimes it's uh Oregon or like a Washington or uh, Washington State or something or somebody somebody randomly always beats us. And you know, we don't need that to happen this year. We need to go ahead and just take the uh take the division over because it's it's gonna be some it's gonna be something going on next year. Final thing I'm gonna hand over to Mark and talk about Georgia. What does Clay Helton have to do to save his job? Uh, do everything I just said. If he if he can look if he wins the um, the Pac twelve, and we have most if we finish, I think fin to keep his job. We if we finish in the top twelve, he should be good. Mm. But I don't know. It's all according to. Um, you never know. There may be somebody that becomes a. Um, one of these uh, NFL um, offensive coordinators is very good. They want to go ahead and um, be a coach somewhere, and end up going to um, college. It happens all the time. Final question: mark, and then mark. do you have a coach in mind that you want to see come to SE?
2: Um, hey, coaches in Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, that would be the guy. And and it's crazy because I don't I don't like Urban Meyer as a coach. But one thing I can say that Urban Meyer does is he is going. To get your team to the championship, whether it's legal or illegal, he's going to get your team to a championship. Ask Florida, ask Ohio State. He took Ohio State um, and built them up when they were down bad. Utah, yeah, I say yep, Utah as well. He built them up to something. Every everywhere he goes is most definitely an upgrade for the team. Jeez. But, but, um, yeah, that that would that would be the one person I would most definitely wouldn't mind. As being our head coach. All right, Mark. Your Georgia Bulldogs. They're right. Y'all yeah, obviously and by the way, you guys are ranked, I think, ranked fifteenth in the country this year so uh, far? Oh, uh, I believe it's fifteen. And, uh, I have to double check that. And Mark, your Georgia Bulldogs right now ranked number five. What are the expectations this year? Obviously, Alabama's still the reigning champs. Obviously LSU's gonna try have a bounce back year. Um And you guys, obviously, JT Daniels, what is going to be – what is it going to take for your Georgia Bulldogs to finally get back to the promised land? Probably a comment real quick from Kenzie before Mark speaks. SC kind of reminds me of the Mitch and Jim Lakers just trying to run a team off of where USC and it's not like that anymore. Wow. Basically saying living off their legacy. They are.
2: Go ahead, Mark. Uh jT Daniels man he we our defenses our defense is really solid so uh i i, I feel comfortable with that I want to see how jT daniels looked man and so I, you know and, and this offense man last year i think what we was missing is uh Pauls the deep ball and, and and a passing game a solid passing game and y'all have that we have that now so um our toughest game this year is gonna be Saturday
1: and who do y'all play by the way for those who don't know
2: uh Clemson.
1: Saturday Ooh. Saturday night football, the first game of the year, Georgia Clemson. And that's in am I saying that's in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah.
2: No, no, no. No. It's, you, in a, it's in Clemson.
1: Oh wow. Y'all go to Death Valley? Yeah. Hey. You know what's funny? Both yeah. they quarter, both their quarterbacks from California. Go ahead and continue. Um So that so so we definitely have to talk about that. Hold on.
2: Hold on. But um, I don't know what else going on. Yeah, <laughs> we got a of technical difficulties. Okay? Technical difficulties, everybody. Yeah, there we go. Let's uh, go ahead, Mark. If we can get, if we can beat Clemson, uh, I can see us going undefeated until we get to the SEC championship. Dude, I mean, it. What What does it mean you Your your um. First your your thoughts on Kirby Smart as a head coach? <sighs> uh, I think. And as much as I like uh, Rick, I, I think it's a slight upgrade from Rick. Um, But he still haven't got us over that hump. Like, you know, we, we need to get over that hump of, of beating Alabama. I feel like we can beat Alabama. We'll win a championship eventually. I agree. That's like our boogeyman. That's the SEC boogeyman. Yeah, that's that's the end of, I mean, the uh, college football boogeyman. Yeah, you
1: got to tell me twice if we play them guys as well. And so that's uh,
2: that's the good thing about us. This year, we don't play LSU or uh, LSU or Alabama. Oh yeah, that, that, that'll be a good setup for y'all if y'all get on a good run. Yeah, All right. But even if we lose to Clemson, we can. Still, I think we can still win out and and have a good year. I have to agree.
1: So, um, let's um make some predictions, gentlemen. Um, let's start with the Heisman. Um, I have the odds here for this year's Heisman Trophy. Who uh, who is the front runners and will? Also going to predict who we think is going to make it to the college football playoff and who wins it all. This, who wins it all this year? And then we'll obviously revisit this at the end of the season. So I'm gonna first do with the Heisman. The West Coast takes over the Heisman um, votes. Yeah. So Spencer Rattler, the quarterback from Oklahoma, he's the front runner right now at plus five hundred. Mm-hmm. You got your boy J T. Daniels along with Bryce Young, both at plus nine hundred from the quarterback from Alabama. Both of them should have been at USC. Both former modern day quarterbacks. Yes. C.J. Strout, the um, quarterback from Ohio State, he's at plus 1,100. Sam Howell, the quarterback from North, from North Carolina, along with Matt Corral, the quarterback from Ole Miss, and D.J. Langley, the quarterback for Clemson, are plus 2, 1,200. You got Keaton Slovis, SC's quarterback, plus 2,000. Dijon Robinson, Miami quarterback De'Aaron King, all right, plus 2,200. Emery Jones from Florida, plus 2,500. Brees Hall, the running back from Iowa State, along with Garrett Mertz from Wisconsin, plus 2,800. Brock Purdy, who's the quarterback from Iowa State, along with Jaden Daniels, the quarterback from Arizona State, and Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter, are at 3,300. Now, here's a fact. I found this out over the weekend. Mm-hmm. We have not had a the favorite to win the Heisman in the preseason. The preseason favorite to win the Heisman. Has not won in the last seven years. The last guy who ent- opened the season as the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy, which was Mar- was Marcus Mariota in twenty fourteen, was the last favorite to win the Heisman, and he was the preseason favorite. The last seven years, the preseason favorite has not won, including last year where Devontae Smith wasn't even on the Heism- wasn't even on the on the on the board. hmm. So based off those odds I've given you guys and from our friends in Vegas. Hmm. Who do you guys have winning the Heisman Trophy? I'm biased. So you're going JT Daniels? Yeah. Um, I think I'm going JT Daniels as well. And I'm being biased as well. Yeah, because he was at SC first. So JT. Yep. So Mark and Nick both have JT Daniels. All right. You know, but you know something though. If if uh if Bama goes undefeated. Well, you just basically – Don't be surprised. Well, you just segue to the person I'm picking. I'm picking Bryce Young. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I remember um, I was showing um, Byron some of his highlights in high school, and he was like, man, this dude – is like his passing is next level. Yeah, I got Bryce Young winning the Heisman this year. All right, gentlemen, let's pick our college football playoff. Okay. So, I'm going to go – I think – I think Alabama comes out of the SEC. I think Oklahoma comes, Ohio State comes out the, I'm out the Big Ten. Uh, Clemson's gonna come out the ACC. And now the fourth spot is he gonna come out the Big Twelve or the Pac Twelve? Um, for for my team's benefit, I hope it's the Pac Twelve, but I honestly think it's gonna be Oklahoma, and that's who I had. So my my four are Alabama. Clemson, Ohio State. And um and uh and um Oklahoma Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. And I have Is there is there a scenario where uh where uh Georgia could still uh make it even if, if they were to lose to um to uh what you call it?
2: Uh nope. Alabama. Nope. If they lose to Clemson and Alabama, no.
1: I think the Clemson game is Pretty much must win for Georgia Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, yeah, they and that's, I, that's not gonna be an easy game to win, either. And I have and I have Alabama winning it all for and that and that's and obviously this is subject to change because we don't know these are gonna be the four teams that make it. Yeah, because I just looked at Georgia's schedule, and for the next like four
2: games, it's easy street. That's <laughs> what. That's what I said, dog. Like. We play we play Florida. Florida's always play us tough. Um And South that's Car- towards the end of the year. South Carolina always plays us tough. Um And, and I think y'all
1: still gonna beat South Carolina. Yeah. Y'all gonna y'all gonna beat UAB, y'all gonna be y'all gonna beat Vanderbilt, y'all gonna beat Arkansas. Y'all gonna yeah. beat Auburn. Uh y'all gonna beat Kentucky. Uh Florida's um is gonna be the, that that after um after this Clemson game, I think uh Florida's gonna be the toughest game y'all play. Because um, I think y'all gonna beat Missouri as well.
2: Uh for me, and this again this is a biasness, Um I got his beaten Clemson Saturday. So I have uh I have in in the uh, playoffs ab uh Alabama.
1: So Kenzie asks why is Saturday a must win for for Georgia? Uh
2: because if they lose Saturday and then if they lose to Alabama they're not getting the playoffs. Yeah. It's they have about they playoffs. have to win one of those games to get in the playoffs.
1: All right, Mark, give me up, give me your Give me mean, your college football playoff. Obviously, subject to change at the end of the season.
2: Uh, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, and Ohio State.
1: Uh, Alabama, Georgia, and obviously, I, I think I know who you're picking. Yeah. And you're picking Georgia to win it all. Yep. All right, Nick. Um, I got Alabama, uh, Oklahoma, Clemson, and Ohio State.
2: Mm. I,
1: I wanna, I wanna pick. Uh, I wanna pick Georgia. I think, but I got, I got Georgia right there at five. Like, if, if, if I, I think there's some type of scenario that could happen. So you say Georgia you, can get in. I think that most definitely happens. So you say you got Alabama, Clemson. Who else? Uh, Alabama, Clemson, um, Ohio State, they, and Oklahoma. Okay, we got the same four. We got the same four. Who do you got winning right? Who do you got winning? Obviously, pending on if this is the final four. Um. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I think in that four teams, I think it may end up going down to Alabama and Oklahoma. I have a funny feeling that that, that Oklahoma doesn't figure out a way to shoot themselves in the foot this year, like they usually do every year. When do we see a college football playoff that's going to be, you know, what, eight teams? Yeah, anything more than four. Um, it should it should be very soon, in my opinion. I don't think this four this four um, teams is it's 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 one of those situations. Like I just said, like there's no reason why, let's say for example, Georgia ends up only having one loss, and it's to the Alabama. There's no reason why they should just be ousted of this out, out of this tournament because they lost to Alabama.
4: Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to one thousand dollars plus get up to twenty dollars an hour for select roles. The best part, we're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus. A range of real benefits and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Every day,
0: thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com.
1: Mark, when uh, do you think we're going to get four teams, We more than four teams? Uh,
2: the next two or three years.
1: How much is this whole Super Conference thing gonna play a part in it? My question now, because obviously that's where I think that's that's another reason why I think it may um, with this alliance and yeah. obviously with Oklahoma and Texas heading to the SEC, they're gonna try to get there after this season. To be honest, but uh, I think Oklahoma should stay where they were at. Me personally, I understand why they're going, but I think their um, their chances of getting farther in the, into the playoffs hurts them a lot going to the SEC. I think they're stupid for. I think mean, both of them are out of their mind to go to the SEC. But yeah, I don't get it. I mean, they saw. Uh, I guess more it's more money. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's a, it's a money grab, that's, and I was. And obviously, crazy. with Texas, the craziest part is you have your own network. Why do you need it? You don't need to join the SEC. They sure don't. They had, literally have their. They're they're one of the more storied teams in college. So you're going there now. Obviously, the, you you already were competing with Texas, and then when they were in the Big Twelve, now. You're gonna compete with them in the SECs. I'm tell Sark right now. You really don't want to go head up on in the recruiting trail with Jimbo Fisher. No. And, no. I, and that's exactly where you're. And that's exactly where you're heading. You're heading towards a showdown in recruiting with Jimbo Fisher. And Jimbo Fisher, if you go look at what he did at Florida State, you look at his time as savings lead assistant at LSU. He's going to win. Yeah. All right, this isn't SC. This isn't Washington. No, nah. you're not an assistant on, on under-saving staff anymore. You're now going to stop with the big dogs now, and I hope you know what you're getting yourself into, knowing that you're going to have to face, obviously, the greatest coach of all time. And by the way, no saving assistant went defeats him as defeated him ever, mm. ever. I mean, what saving assistant has had a team as good as Alabama? The closest one is uh, Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart was probably the only one that came close because I and I was just off one. I mean, sorry, my bad, Mark. One fluke play at the end. Yeah, that was.
2: Yeah, we we should have we should have won that championship.
1: Yeah, I have to agree with that one. Yeah, that was y'all's for the kill. It was y'all's for the taking. Um, but yeah, I think this this college football season is going to be very interesting. Obviously, with the NIL rules. And obviously, players are getting money. Everybody's going to have a lot. Everyone, there's going to be a lot going on
2: in the world of college football. Do you think? Do you think the players getting money is going to uh, affect their play? I I doubt it. I think it's. gonna doubt it. I think it'll, it'll
1: motivate them more.
2: Mm, okay.
1: Because I think I y'all saw today. I don't know if y'all saw. Um, Quinn is it Quinn Ewers, the quarterback who's an early in only at Ohio State. Uh huh. He just signed a 1.4 million dollar deal, I think, with an autograph company. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can get all this money they want to right now, but at the end of the day, none of this is messing with the NFL money if they're good. That's true. You it- know, at the end of the day, the goal is to get to the NFL and get the big money, right? You know, and and that's still based off of your production on the field. If you're not, if you don't show no production on the field, the NFL team's not going to draft you. This is not basketball. This isn't. Like, oh, well, this guy, um we see that he didn't um average this much over here. So, maybe it may happen if he comes over here to our system. No, it's not one of those things. The NFL, they need to see that you're a good player.
2: Mm. That's true.
1: So, let's go ahead and get into some so you NFL. Let's go ahead and talk some NFL, gentlemen. Because we got a lot to talk about. Got of, uh, great segue. Um, not to get into with the NFL. We um, were talking about the odds for the – the college football Heisman obviously I didn't even read those odds but we picked we'll obviously that's all subject to change because obviously one loss could change everything in college football. Yeah all it takes is one.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: um but the odds are out for who's gonna win the Super Bowl and obviously we're nine days away from the start of the NFL season. Um yes yes sir. Do you do you still think that Michigan losing to Appalachian State is still the most embarrassing loss in college? Uh yeah. Can I, I, you name me one? Name I, I have one. to agree because I've I seen somewhere online where somebody said that there's not, it's not that it wasn't that bad. I was like, you're crazy. And you, can you name me one in the last 15 years that is worse than what Michigan losing to Appalachian State? And Michigan was ranked what? They were a top five team, if I'm not mistaken. They lost to Appalachian State. Wow. So the odds are out for the Super Bowl, according to Caesar Sportsbook. Um, the Chiefs are right now the favorite at plus 500. The reigning Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are second. Obviously, they the favorite to come out the NFC at plus 650. Mark, your Buffalo Bills at plus 1,200. We got the Rams, the Packers, the Niners, and, the, and Baltimore all at plus 1,400. The Browns at plus 1,600. And obviously, a lot of long shots from there, 2,500s, 3,000s, 4,000s, 5,000s. By the way. Who we who do we think has the wor- has the worst odds of winning the Super Bowl? Oh, it has to be um, the Jets. No, 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 no! I take Texans. that back. Yes, the Houston I, I Texans agree. are plus twenty five thousand. So look, now imagine if somebody bets a hundred dollars on them winning, they win twenty five thousand dollars. Woo. By the way, Mark, you weren't too far off on the Jets. They're actually third. They were they're actually tied with Jacksonville at third worst odds at In fact, them and Cincinnati at that, plus twelve thousand five hundred. That was Nick. That was me.
2: I won't ever say that team name. Right. Oh, yeah. And Detroit is
1: second worst at plus twenty thousand. But yeah, that's because Detroit sucks. But it, but the Houston Texans are of course have the worst odds to win the Super Bowl at plus twenty five thousand. That's pathetic their um, franchise is pathetic. Yeah, I have to agree. Um let's put a ball in the preseason. Obviously rosters are set. Were you guys happy with when any of the final cuts your teams made, your final performances in the in the final preseason game? Any decisions that you still are wondering, okay, what's next? Are you just ready to, are y'all ready to get ready for week one? Um I like the uh I watched all of our preseason games. Um even the 49ers game, which I you know, everybody I, I got hit ups about that for, for some apparent reason. But I didn't care. It's a preseason game. <laughs> but uh I liked what I saw from um from our defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, I most definitely I most definitely say that. I feel I feel a little bit more I wanna I don't wanna say confident, I feel a little bit more settled with our defense compared to the last couple of years. Um I like what we what I saw from Morick. Um, excuse me. I already know what I'm. Um, what we getting from uh, what's his name from Jonathan Abrams? Jonathan Abrams gives a hundred percent. He's getting better in coverage. Every seems like every single game gets a little bit better in coverage. Not even just every year. Um, I like our corners. I like uh, Arnett and uh, Mullins at corner. Um, I actually like the uh, the young dude that we got for um, at slot for uh, to play uh, nickel over there. He's he he looks uh, pretty cool over there. Um, go ahead. B, why are you doing this to us right? Why are you doing this to us right now? Oh man, yeah, you, had, you know you had to throw the charger gear on. We talking about the NFL producer Ben Ready just walked back into the booth. He already had on a charge. He already had on his Chargers long sleeve. Now he came on with the Chargers short sleeves over it. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, how disrespectful? But I get it. Um, let me talk. <laughs> uh, let me. My Broncos. They made the decision to go with Teddy Bridgewater as their starting QB. We played the Rams all in our final preseason game, and then we went ahead and won that by the way, thank God for preseasons over I can't I can't stomach that game. uh be quiet, be quiet Kens. um we going I said we're going Bridgewater. he had a pretty good preseason um and I think it's safe to say that this is Vic fangio make sure he's trying to save his job. He didn't want to risk it going with the young guy and drew Locke. I would have went with the young guy. By the way, shout Terrell Yeah, that's right. Broncos in the building. Um, um, I would have went with the younger guy. Obviously, just see what we had, and then obviously it's easier to go back to the veteran. Now I don't know how Drew Locke is going to handle it because I don't think Teddy Bridgewater's barring injury, is not going to take a stop. Is not missing a start for the rest of the season. He's yeah. pretty outside that catastrophic knee injury he had with Minnesota. He's been pretty much a durable quarterback. Uh, I can I can see, see you making a change. I, it's possible, but I, I think Fick Fangio, he knows he's he's he know he's he's think he on borrowed time. I said it last week when we did our AFC-NFC preview. He wasn't hired by this general manager. This quarterback wasn't drafted by this general manager. I think they're both going to be gone. I think we're going to have a new quarterback. We're going to have a new O.C. I think the only person who's probably safe is probably our O.C., Pat Shermer. Um, probably our O-line coach, Mike Munchak, the former Oiler, Hall of Famer. I just think, you know. We got a lot we got we got we got work to do here in the Mile High City. We got work to do in Broncos country.
2: Mark, what was your final takeaway for 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 your Bills, man? Um I still don't like uh, our second cornerback. Um hopefully we can start uh Taron Johnson instead of Levi Wallace. Uh but I'm I'm happy to see what our receivers is looking like, man. I said it last year. Yeah, I said it uh when I said it everybody laughed. I said I'm gonna say it again this year. We got the best receiver core in football. Um Yeah, I have to agree. Uh I, I just want to see our, our pass. Hopefully our you know our with our two rookies, our pass rush can, can can get a little bit better. Um other than that, man, I mean I just I just want to build on what we did last year, man. Only way is, is getting to actually get into the Super Bowl this year. So
1: okay. Um, so another thing I want to talk about, um, last night is, um, this, they revealed it was, we, we, we recapped, um, top 100 and obviously they finally recapped the top 10 and I think we got a lot to say about this list. Um, the top 10 went like this, Mark, your quarterback, Josh Allen was number 10 up 77 spots from 87 last year. TJ Watt, number nine. Up 16 spots from 25 to nine from 25. DeAndre Hopkins stayed in the same spot he was last year. He was eight last year, he was eight this year. Tom Brady was up seven spots. He was fourteen last year. He was number seven this year. The number one receiver in the in this in the NFL, according to the players, is Devontae Adams. Cool. He was fifty seven last year, he was number six this year. So let's go to the top five. Travis Kelsey is the number one tight end. He was eighteen last year. He was number five this year. The First highest one. ranking for what? The highest ranking for a tight end in NFL one hundred history. George Kittle was was in had it had that title last year at number seven. It should have been Grunk, but you know the list was made too late. Um, Rock cracked the top ten a couple of times on here. Should have cracked top five. All right. Um, Derrick Henry, number one running back. He was ten last year. He was four this year. You had your MVP in Aaron Rodgers who was 16 last year and three this year. That makes no sense. No whatsoever. And then you had Aaron you had Aaron Donald, who was three last year and number two this year. And then the number one player, according to the players, is Patrick Mahomes, who last year was number four. Gentlemen, have at it. Um, Aaron Rodgers should be number one. I'm sorry. Aaron I'm Donald should saying, be number one. Well, we all know that he's the best player in football, but they're not going to vote him number one not every year. He he got it one time and they're not going to do it no more. Um it should have been Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers won in, not even just the fact that he won MVP. He 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 looked like the best quarterback in the league last year. Um you've seen what even though we, um I mean, Aaron Rodgers is so good. He makes just regular he makes regular players little receivers look like okay receivers. He makes okay receivers look good. He makes good receivers look great. He makes greats look like Hall of Famers. hmm And that's that's what he does. When you give him a weapon like like Devontae Adams, you see what happens. You know, so um Aaron Rodgers, I believe the, the, I think the thing about Aaron Rodgers is is that um I think a lot of people don't like him. And a lot of people um don't get me wrong a lot of people have this thing where they say we you know the whole him and Tom Brady thing. Right. That I think that's a big thing that um that goes against him a lot when people talk about him being the best player in the league or like the best quarterback in the league or something like that. Wow What'd he say? What'd he say, Mark? I I just missed it. what'd he say?
2: Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback of all time.
1: Of what? In Green Bay? Well, for the Packers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the Packers, yeah, he's better than Bre- Favre and Bart Starr. He sure is. He's look. Aaron Rodgers is very, 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 very good. But um, best quarterback of all time, I, I I can't agree with that. But um, Tom Brady
2: said, "Yeah, you, you got you're tripping, Kenzie." Yeah, Joe Montana said, "Y'all can start that debate at three, too. By the way, yeah, you really did. Who's number two? Joe Montana. Okay, yeah.
1: Well, technically, John Elway said you can start that debate at four, but I digress. Go ahead.
2: I think, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Well, I got I got Dan Marino as three, so. I'm not mad at no. that. I got Peyton Bandit as three, and then Dan Marino.
1: Well, they say, yeah. well, well, well all three of them said they're better than Aaron Rodgers, so, so, so let's <laughs> let's <laughs> be, be real. Go ahead. Go ahead, brothers. Um, Aaron Rodgers should have been uh, number one. It should have been Aaron Donald after that, and I think after that it should have been Mahomes. Mahomes, most definitely. Um, I think they have Tom Brady ranked a little bit too high. That's my opinion. But I think they're most definitely showing him a lot of love because he won the Super Bowl. There's no doubt about that. And he's Tom Brady. And he I look, like, and,
2: and, and I think he had a good offseason. I mean, he's been looking good in the offseason too, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, it's, it's Tom Brady. Based on last year, though, I wouldn't put him that high. That's that's, that's the only thing I'm saying. Um, Based off of what I saw Tom Brady do last year, I don't think, that he was, what, what was he ranking up this year? He was number seven this year. I don't think he uh, was number seven. Last year he was number 14. What, well, Mark? He, you he, saying, I he, think I think he might have been right back at 14 again. I'm going to be honest with you. So you so then if you, if he's 14, then who's coming out the top 10? Well, who's going in the top 10? Uh, who's number 11? That was Stefan Dix. There you go. He should have been in the top 10 already. What are y'all thoughts of Devontae Adams being ranked as the number one receiver? I don't think he's number one receiver, but um, it's not. It's, it's um. I understand why they have him that high, but I, I still don't think he's the number one receiver. Especially considering um, the guy who probably should have been ranked number one. We all know who the best receiver in the league is, but the guy based off of last season who should have been ranked number one was number eleven. Let's just be honest. That's true. Um, yeah. he led. He led literally in every single category except touchdowns. And that was the one category, Devontae Adams led. And don't get me wrong, 20 touchdowns is a lot of touchdowns for somebody that's not a quarterback. I'm not taking anything away from Devontae Adams. But um, I think if you were to have Stephon Diggs play up over there with uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think it would have been the same effect, if not worse. That's all I have to say about that one. Hmm. All right, my thoughts on this was, okay, I had, okay, Josh Allen, I probably would have had T.J. Watt. At number 10. Um, I wouldn't have been in the top 10. I'm going to be honest. Um, I I don't understand why, they, why for the second straight for year DeAndre Hopkins wasn't the number one receiver. Remember last year it was Michael Thomas. They had him number five, which I thought was a joke. But um, I can see your points about Brady. Obviously, Mrs. Will, a little recency bias because obviously they just won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, Look, we all, look, we can agree disagree on Travis Kelsey. I think he's the best tight end in football. No, I agree. And um, look, he had a better year this year. George Kittle was hurt. Obviously, it was. It's only three. There's only three top tier tight ends in the NFL. It's Travis Kelsey, it's George Kittle, and it's Darren Waller. And about to be four next year. Next year will be four. By the way, Shana drafted him. By the way, oh, I was mad about that. Guy. I was uh, about uh, to draft him. Mark, oh Mark, man, and Mark said that too. He was like, I know, man. I know who Nick was going to draft. Hey, because look, I, I text. Him, it's crazy. She took my Kyle Pitts uh, uh pick, and then you took my Mahomes pick, cause I had texted Mark. I'm like, damn, he drafted him before I did. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, well,
2: Josh, well, well, Josh, well, Josh messed up everything.
1: I told him that, Mark. I, I told him that. I can't believe he drafted Josh Allen as the first quarterback.
2: That's crazy. Josh, and, that's and, crazy. because so, because because I was thinking, all right, second round. I can get either Josh because I was gonna pick a quarterback with with my second pick, no matter what. It was either gonna be Josh, it was gonna be Josh Allen. So when Josh picked Josh Allen, I said, "Man, I got to get Mahomes." And then look what and then look what uh, uh, John do. Wait, this is. Yeah, at that point, somebody has to draft Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, yeah man. because yeah. Doc didn't take him, and I was like, okay, I couldn't believe. Look. I'm gonna be honest with you. If I was right after um, after that pick, I would have drafted uh, Mahomes regardless of what who was right there. Just off the simple fact of somebody actually picked a quarterback that wasn't Patrick Mahomes, I'm drafting him. And that's the only reason probably why I took Mahomes. By the way, um, Kenzie said, did OBJ retire? Yeah, but he, he, no, he, he's no, he's 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 not he's not he's look based off of last year. He was hurt most of last year. Even his tenure in Cleveland, I can't put him that high right now. <laughs> Yeah. He'll be back in the top – if he plays uh, – if he has a true Odell Beckham year, he'll be back in the top 100, and no one will even remember that he wasn't even there because, obviously, he had the torn ACL last year. He's battled injuries a couple of to- couple times in Cleveland, even at end of his tenure with the Giants. So, Odell at 100% playing Odell, is he a top five receiver? Yes. I agree. Yes. He might be at number five, though, because – I don't know. There's the the uh, receivers in the league now getting kind of crazy. There's there's a couple of people that might be right there with him that are young. Yeah, one uh, one, of them, be- one of them over there, uh, and, um, in um in Minnesota, who I was going to draft. Wow. But um, we'll definitely obviously next week um, when we start getting ready for the games for the NFL season. ESPN is releasing their top 100 players, and that's based on future um predictions. So we'll get into that next week though. Um, let's make our predictions. We, we've done our offensive predictions, stats predictions. Now we're going to do all the defensive predictions today. Let's recap where we were at from, from on offensive side. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on these, but if we're not, we can correct them now. Nick, on the passing side, you had that Josh Josh. Allen. Was at the most? Go ahead, Mark. Oh, I didn't say nothing. Okay. So, so you said that Josh Allen lead the NFL in passing yards. Mm -hmm. Mark, you said Aaron Rodgers. I had Matthew Stafford. On the touchdowns, Nick, you had Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Mark, you had Brady. I had Patrick Mahomes. Rushing. Now, Nick, you said you had Dalvin Cook leading the league in mm rushing. Mm-hmm. Mark has Nick Chubb. I had Derrick Henry. And then touchdowns, Nick, you had Kamara. Mm-hmm. Mark had Nick Chubb also leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns. And I had Derrick Henry also leading the league in rushing touchdowns. Receiving. Mark has Odell leading the NFL in receptions. Nick had DeAndre Hopkins. I had A.J. Brown. Receiving yards. Y'all both had Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I had DeAndre Hopkins. And in touchdowns, y'all both had Devontae Adams and I had Adam Thielen. All right. Let's move over to the Defense. Who need who need the NFL in tackles next season? In tackles, yes. Uh, Darius Leonard. All right, so Nick's going with the maniac Darius Leonard from the Indianapolis Colts. What you say, Mark?
2: Uh, Fred Warner.
1: That's okay. Fred, when Mark is going with Fred Warner. Okay, who am I going to go with? Um. Somebody now, Fred Warner, so leading NFL in and tackles. And then I'm going to go with, who am I going to go with for tackles? Um, and I think I'm, I, I mentioned, I, you know, I criticized the dude cause I don't think he's better than Bobby Wagner. I probably am going to go with Fred Warner too. He's all pro are we, we all pick middle linebacker, by the way, which is crazy. Um, who leads the NFL in tackles for loss? In TFLs, tackles for loss. Um. Uh I'm gonna
2: go with I, Devin White.
1: Matter of fact, that's who I'm that's who I wanted to go with for my line, for my leading NFL in tackles. It was Devin White. Thank you. I don't think he'll be able to get enough tackles because he got Levante David over there. Good point, though. But I, I, but yeah, I, I'm still. But yeah, you. So Mark's gonna go with Devin White. Um, who you got, Nick? Uh, tackles for loss. Yes. Um, hmm, that's interesting. I think I may go with. Let's go. Let's
2: Peterson.
1: That's that's an interesting one. Don't tell me, Jack Peterson. Come on, dude. Who he? The Braves and the Dodgers are playing right now. Uh oh. Yeah, in fact, Mookie Betts got robbed for a home run. That sucks. <laughs> when he gets robbed. Um uh, you know something? I think I might go um I think I might go Fred Warner. You going Fred Warner? Yeah. All right. This might be kind of a homer pick. But I'm picking Von Miller. <laughs> How do you have a resurrection? It's gonna be, Eastman have, and I obviously, I, I was gonna pick Khalil Mack at first too. That's funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still debating about that. I think I might end up changing. All right, who leads the league in QB sacks? Pause. Um, that's always a toss up every year too. Pause. Ooh, that was bad. Wait. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna go Aaron Donald because he gets triple team. Yeah, I'm not going with him either.
2: No. Nah. Um. I'm trying to think. You know something? I'm gonna go with TJ Watt. He had a Let home it. run. Let's go.
1: Great. You you going TJ Watt? Yeah, he's going TJ Watt. They and I'm got, going and I'm going to Bud Dupree P- no more.
2: And I've got Jack Peterson. Oh, stop it. Oh, okay. Um. TJ Watt.
1: You know something? What? I'm going. I'm going with a wild card. Who's that? It's not, it's not. It's not really a wild card. Once I say his name, but I'm going with the um the guy who won defensive uh rookie of the year last year, Chase Young. Oh. I'm, going, I'm going with Chase Young. Oh, I'm gonna oh. go with Chase Young. Okay, I can see that. I'm, I'm gonna go with the wild card. Okay, and I'm gonna go with. Oh boy, I'm obviously thinking edge rusher. I'm gonna I'm am just gonna be a homer again. I'm going with Bradley Chubb. I'm going be a homer again. I'm sorry. I'm going with Bradley Chubb. So I'm going with Bradley Chubb. I think this will be his breakout year. By the way, him and Von Miller have only played one full season together, which is crazy. Who leads the league in INTs? Um I think it may be um I'm picking um Minka Fitzpatrick. Wow, that's, a, that's an interesting pick. Nico mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick, the safety from the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: He's he's everywhere on the field. Everywhere. But, uh, let me see. Let me think about this. Um, This is about to be crazy. I think he was second last year. I'm going to go with J.C. Jackson. Yeah, he
1: was second last year from the Patriots. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going with the um, person who um, led it last year. Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Howard? No. Uh, well, no, he's not. He's not duplicating that success. Um, I'm gonna go with. Okay, cornerback. I'm thinking corner. No, I'm not picking. For anybody in the comments thinking, no, I'm not picking Patrick Sertain. Save that. I'm. Spo- I'm saving that for next week. Spoiler alert. Um. Cornerback person, I think leads the league in interceptions. I'm going to go. Well, since you brought up Xavier and Howard, Howard, I think people are going to test his teammates. So I'm going to go with Byron Jones. Um, They better not test Byron Jones. I think they're going to. Because people are going to be scared to throw to Xavier and Howard now. So, I think they're going to test Byron um, Jones. I think the reason why he got the many interceptions because they didn't want to test Byron Jones. And that's why why Byron Jones is going to show him why he got that many recep- interceptions. I'm going to go with Byron Jones. So, that's, so, we'll keep those in mind for the rest of the season of the season going through the season. Next week we'll have our first picks of the season. It's gonna be interesting to see how we who wins the championship for in the picks this year. But yeah, that's all our our picks. Well now, gentlemen, it's time for a segment as often imitated.
3: I don't hydrate like everyone else because I'm not everyone else. They drink what they're told to drink. I drink Pedialyte Sport. It helps me rehydrate and recover so I can come back stronger. Leaders and powder packs make it possible to stay hydrated, no matter the situation, on the field, in the gym, wherever I sweat. Pedialyte works, and so do I. Pedialyte Sport, hydration beyond the hype. Available in powder form for on-the-go action. Visit Pedialyte.com for more information.
1: It's never duplicated. It's it's young. It's Uncle Dudley's favorite segment. It's a segment now where you where we have to call out people for give credit for when they say something good, but we got to call them out when they say something bad. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for calling out names. And I will open this show up. And let's stick with this theme as we're talking about the top 100 players. I need to call out. One Kyle Brant. I like Kyle Brandt, I like KB, of course. NFL Network, Good Morning Football, one of my, my favorite shows on TV. But I gotta call Kyle Brant because he, he was hosting the recap show for the Top 100, and he said that Aaron that the seat that the competition committee, needs to make sure the ceiling for Aaron Donald in the rankings should be only should never go above the number five. Let me be perfectly clear. Right, and good. Kyle Brand, what are you talking about, man? Aaron Donald is the best player in football, period. You're telling me that you know four players in the NFL who's better than Aaron Donald? And I want to say this because him and James Jones, they were host, they were on the on the recap show. So they did their top 10. Uh his top 10 was this: Aaron Rodgers one, Patrick Mahomes two, Derek Henry three. And it's the thing. He had Aaron Donald four. Ain't no way in hell that Derrick Henry is better than Aaron Donald. He had Devontae. Yeah, he Derrick Henry three, Aaron Donald four, Devontae Adams five, Travis Kelsey six, Josh Allen seven, TJ Watt eight, DeAndre Hopkins nine, and Tom Brady ten. But Aaron Donald can't be in the top five. He but can't be higher than five. Um, that's an idiot. That's all I got to say. Yeah, that's that. That makes absolutely no 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 sense, no whatsoever. And that's all I have to say about that one. All right, all right my next person. I'm calling out, calling out names. I'm gonna cut the beat for this one. To so Laker fans and people in the media. Y'all have really lost your mind, and I, as a member of Laker Nation, Showtime Forum, I've never seen a reaction, an overreaction to the loss of the fifteenth 15th, fifteenth 15th player on the NBA roster, than I seen last week with this overreaction to the fact that the Lakers didn't resign Jerry Dudley. Jerry Dudley, he is a, a good locker room guy. I respect what he brought to the Lakers the last two years, but let me be perfectly clear. He, I'm not gonna be upset because the Lakers didn't resign Jared Dudley. I'm not finna, you're not gonna tell me I'm gonna be upset because the Lakers didn't resign the 15th man. I mean, Kobe didn't. That's like Kobe being upset because they didn't resign Josh Powell or Adam Morrison. Are you kidding me right now? Stop, Bill Plaschke saying that this is basically gonna, you know, hinder the Lakers' road to to a title. No, it is not. What will hinder the Lakers' road to a title is if injuries happen to LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. Period. I respect what y'all are saying with culture, and I'm a culture person. But I'm not finna act like that... De- You're not finna act like that Jared Dudley is gonna be the be-all-in-all to the Lakers winning the championship. Um, that deserves for the uh, the track of me off for this entire talk about him because um, I can't believe we're having a discussion about the 15th person on the roster. This is absolutely ridiculous. Um, only uh, There's only one time where I've seen that a veteran who, who was good. Well, in this case, this player was good. He wasn't as good as he used to be, but he was a glue guy in the locker room. And when they got rid of him, it really hurt the team, was the Pacers when they traded away uh, Danny Granger. That's the only time I've seen – where a person who isn't like a starter Or in the, in the main rotation When he got traded It messed the team up That's the only time I've ever seen that We're not about to sit here and act like LeBron James and Anthony Davis And Russell Westbrook Are not going to win a championship Because of no Jared Dudley In the locker room I will press play Mark what do you think about this
2: subject man? Uh, I don't know why this is a big deal uh, Jared Dudley Man I'm pretty sure Laker organization Laker fans Thank you for your time here You should thank them You won the ring Now go on and uh, Be assistant coach somewhere He didn't even do nothing For the Lakers Like this, let's just be
1: in, in the moment What what did he do? Let me be clear you know, And I and look I like Jared Dudley You know obviously He We've had a You know Interaction because Of Showtime Forum You know Some time th- I mean some stuff I can say I can, I'm gonna keep it off here mm-hmm. Um this is me being, and this is my personal opinion. He's being a little entitled because he's now in LeBron's circle. Well, i hit the wrong one. <laughs> Let me be perfectly clear. I don't hit the wrong button. This is basically him being a little entitled because he's in LeBron's circle. That's literally all it is because I, I can see no other reason why. And I'm not disrespecting uh Jared Dully because Jared Dully has most definitely put in some good years in the NBA, especially at Phoenix. He was... He was—he wasn't the guy that you just left open for for a shot. You most definitely had to guard him at that three-point line. My next person I'm calling out is Joe Buck. Joe Button. Joe Buck. Oh, from Fox. Believe. The- um. Do you guys watch Celebrity Family Feud? Uh, I haven't seen it in a while. So over. So this past Sunday on Celebrity Family Feud, you had the NFL players versus the, versus the legends. And in another one, you had Joe Buck versus Oliver Hudson, actor. Obviously, Oliver Hudson and him have a podcast together. Mm-hmm. Joe Buck could have won the 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 game for his family, him, his wife, his daughters. But he didn't listen to his daughter. And I'm looking at Joe. Joseph. Joey. Don't. A great man must a great man once said this. Nothing up. What? The great Sidney Dean. Mm-hmm. Listen to the woman If you would have just listened To your 20 year old daughter Y'all would have won that Y'all would have won the game And y'all would have went ahead to win the challenge To win the money for your charity But you went ahead and said Total opposite And y'all go look it up It's funny And I'm like wow Joe What were you doing uh, Joe was I had to like Joe He really was Pretty much was Chop, Joe if, if, if y'all if y'all know what y'all are talking about on Netflix. Wow. <laughs> hey, I- October 15th. There we go. Oh man. Okay, so my next person I'm calling out. So I need to call out the PGA. Um, the PGA. Yes. I'm really getting sick of fan- I- I'm of sports trying to wrestling muzzle fans. So now they've announced that that fans attending the PGA Championship this weekend. When Bryson DeChambeau is up to golf, can't yell Brooksy to troll him for his rivalry that he has going with Brooks Kepka. Um are you not supposed to talk during golf anyways? I guess I, I don't know. After maybe after you, you know, after they you know after you you swing you putt, you know what I'm saying? You can have interaction, but they can't the fans can't yell Brooksy whenever he putts or whatever. Um the only the only way I um, I see what's going on with that is from what I've seen with golf. For I don't watch golf consistently. I don't either. But the times I watch golf, mainly because Tiger Woods was playing, I'm not even about to lie. Um, when I watch these golf tournaments, it's usually quiet. So I always assume that there was like golf is the quiet sport. So that's why it, them saying that is kind of understandable but overall I'm all, I mean I understand what you're saying as far as the Muslim fans but um golf is usually the quiet sport so uh, I can understand why they don't want people to do it but I don't know I don't think I, I don't think um I don't think it's that serious for me but maybe for the the, the golf people because you know you know right. the golf you, you got to be part of an exclusive club pretty much and um I'm not part of that exclusive club so I don't know the rules to uh golf like that maybe I will one day but I don't know. But for, from my knowledge, golf's always been the quiet sport, so maybe they're trying to keep it that way. Um, another one I want to talk about being a fan interaction, this whole situation with the New York match. I got to call it the New York match. <laughs> you all know, been following this crap with the Mets. It's and, funny. And Francisco Lindor and Javi Baez. So the fans are booing them because they haven't lived up to expectations. Javi Baez hits a home run all the way probably to Brooklyn. And then he's running around – Third base And he gives uh, The fans been giving them The thumbs down So he gives them The thumbs down too What's wrong with that It His owner Steve uh, oh, Steve Cohen god. Oh god Went on Twitter Basically understand Doesn't understand How players cannot hit On a consistent basis And condemned Javi Baez And Francisco Lindor For Chastising the fans So today They apologized Why I wouldn't play? apologize I wouldn't apologize For nothing I have zero clue I wouldn't apologize for nothing. I wouldn't care what they say. If, if you can... What's so wrong with me reciprocating the same energy I'm giving? That's why I don't understand, but I digress. I mean... That's that's crazy, yeah. Y'all should have y'all gave ownership to j A-Rod. That's all I'm saying. I, I found it funny, you know? Especially, like, you know, that would be like, you know... You remember back in the day, they'd be like, Daryl! You know, when Daryl Strawberry go up over there, and then they like, oh, um... He goes up over there, and then he gets in a thumbs down or something or something like that. You know, that's that's fan interaction. Right. Fan interaction. By the way, that 30 for 30 starts next week. Oh, for real? Oh, that would be dope. That 30 for 30 that. on the on 86 Mets starts next week. You know, um, fan interaction, whether it seems like it's negative or bad, as long as it's like nothing that crosses the line, I right. see nothing wrong with it. There's right. nothing wrong with the with the Mets fans booing them because they're not living with expectations, and there's nothing wrong with them giving them a thumbs down when they do something good. There's nothing wrong with that. But hey, maybe that's just me. What do you think about that, Mark?
2: Uh I'm I, I if I'm the players, I definitely would mad at the owner for like taking that side of it. Um, yeah. you can you come to a home game and boo your team. Nah, fam. We're not doing that. And so if I do something good, like you said, you we know you you win with us and you lose with us. And if, if you're a fan base.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, Mets fans, you should just be happy that you still have a team in New York. My last mm-hmm. person I'm calling out, and I hand it over to you guys, is Tony Dungy, and I know Mark was like Tony Dungy when I said this in our group chat. Yeah, that was I didn't I didn't I didn't get that one either. So, Adam Schafter reported on Monday, yesterday, mm-hmm. that the NFL has reached agreements with Fox Bet, MGM, uh, Point Bet, WinBet to become approved sportsbook operators for the 2021 NFL season. Mm -hmm. Tony Dungy, Hall of Famer, old school, tweeted this. I really don't like seeing this, Adam. When I came into the league, the NFL had a stance against gambling. Now it seems like we've accepted it. I realize it's legal now, but we've all seen the damage gambling can do to lives. I do not think we should be promoting it. I love Tony Dungy. He's a man of God. Stand up, stand up, man, leader. I get what you mean now. But let me say this: It's 2021, fam. This isn't the 70s when he was playing with steel curtain. Yes, we know there are some bad things about gambling. Yeah, there are some bad deals with gambling. However, it's a new it's a new day. Gambling is pretty much is accepted. Now, if you do have a gambling edition call one eight hundred Gambler. But this is part of this is going to be part of the culture. Another revenue stream for the NFL and for all sports now, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I'm done with that. Um, he played during the '70s, right? Yes, he did. You remember? Um, if you look at some of the clips of players on the sideline during the '70s, you remember you used to see them smoking cigarettes on the sideline? Uh, yeah. Drinking on, on the sidelines, they would, they would go going there drinking halftime, and we're not going to talk about other extracurricular activities. The Miami Dolphins and the Raiders used to do um, before the Super Bowls. Don't bring up the White House with Dallas.
2: Debbie did him.
1: Man, I man, I almost had the jar. can't say up on here. Um, yeah, there's there's most definitely been way worse stuff that was probably going on on your team, Tony Dungy, especially considering it was the 70s where the the time was most definitely different. So um, I understand I, I I understand where he's coming from. He he's coming from a genuine place, but. Don't don't go at go at the NFL or or people like that over gambling when one of NFL's biggest freaking sponsors is an alcohol brand. Pretty much.
2: Mm. Mark, what
1: you think about what Tony Dungy said? Uh, I
2: mean, I, I I can get what he's saying, but I'm also like yo, know, like you said, man. We we you know this is this is a new day. This is uh moving the, the league forward, and like you said, another another. Uh, Former revenue, so for the league, so it's all good. Mark, you got anybody for calling out names? ESPN. Go ahead, brother. How do you let a fake team <laughs> full of junior college dropouts get on your national televised high school football game? For those who don't know this story, there's a school called Bishop
1: Sycamore How not talk about this before. <laughs> allegedly, Bishop Sycamore, allegedly, it's high school called Bishop Sycamore in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And they had a nationally televised game against IMG, the IMG Academy this past weekend on ESPN. There's only one problem. Mm-hmm. There is no Bishop Sycamore Academy in, in Columbus, Ohio. This is a straight fraudulent way, a fraudulent team school a basically a, you could call it a pretty much a Ponzi scheme and these guys are not high school kids as Mark said they're all 19 20 year old con- junior college dropouts who basically are composed this team so they can get money get food and everything their coach just is being is under investigation investigation three of their coaches and I think one just, the head coach just got fired today from what from what Exactly. Who fired? They were, them? Look, they were about to play Duncanville and uh shout out to Modern Day. I think they just dog walked on um, Duncanville too. Um, but uh Duncanville was like they pulled out of the um out of the game. I'm like, what game? This team doesn't exist. <laughs> they were made, they were literally made on paper, probably like about a couple weeks ago. And ESPN, this looks very, 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 very bad on your behalf because you are the number one everything when it comes to sports worldwide leader worldwide leader probably in the whole galaxy (laughs) for all we know and you let a team that was basically created last week get a nationally televised game that is crazy Mark, what was your reaction when you first saw the story, man?
2: Oh, I was laughing. I was I was like in tears. I think I was laughing for maybe like 20 minutes. Yeah. And then I sent them to you. But the but the funny part about it is this they all junior college dropouts and went out there and got dog walked.
1: Got destroyed. That was the set.
2: they didn't even score.
1: Ah! These are grown men. They lost to some kids. That's like us. Losing to losing to the team that played middle, that was just won the Little League World Series, yo. That makes no sense. Come on, man. They lost to a bunch of children. No, they didn't These, lose though. They got this. No, I'm sorry, I said this then wrong. Then they lose like 50 to nothing or something. It was um, they almost scored 60 points on them. That was the look. That's what makes this whole thing pathetic. The fact <laughs> of you cheated to get on TV, and then the fact of okay, it's all if you lose, you cheat. All right but you got destroyed demolished embarrassed and then for everybody to find out that y'all are grown <laughs> got beards got kids multiple kids probably on I said the score is 58-0 final score is 58-0 That is embarrassing Listener. You know something if I was that team that uh, who who let that beat them um, IMG If I'm IMG you know what I'm you know what I'm doing for if I'm the coach you know I'll be, you know what I'll do I buy everybody on the team whatever y'all want as far as food this week because y'all just destroyed a bunch of grown ups and make them look stupid.
2: Mark you got anybody else uh, no, but I do wanna say that um that thirty for thirty on that gonna be crazy, oh yeah, that's definitely gonna be a thirty for thirty oh, you
1: please believe it that's be- gonna be
2: crazy, but
1: here's the thing though. Will ESPN be who's gonna speak on it from ESPN? Because no one's gonna want to put have their name attached to it knowing that they were the one who got played. There's not gonna be a single soul that's gonna want anything to do with it. So they this have story. to it's it's, <laughs> not, it's not gonna be it's not gonna have to be on ESPN. It's gonna have to be on like Showtime or HBO because ESPN is not gonna Jamel Hill. Was to, that's what
2: i was about to say. Jamel Hill and Maria Taylor are gonna speak on it. Yeah, they're gonna they going
1: hop right on that story. nobody they they ne- else want it. To they be got on, it. It's gonna be on Netflix like the malice. It's gonna be somebody you can't yeah, have no, somebody you can have somebody, you know, there's affiliated no way with it. There's no way that this gets brushed under the rug. This is too funny. Nick, who, who you got for calling them names? Urban Meyer! Oh, boy. I know where this is going. Hey, Mark, you heard about Urban Meyer? No. So, Urban Meyer decided that, you know, to... Even, not even just thinking this, but to announce it. So, they're, at, they're talking to him, and he puts out there that during his cuts... That he's putting into the fact of this player is vaccinated or not. You mean to tell me that you may have a player that's very, very good and benefits your roster, but there's a chance that you may not, but he may be on a bubble or get up out of here because he won't get vaccinated. Go ahead, John. So well, you're going to cut Trevor Lawrence if he's not vaccinated? No. You're going to well, cut James Robinson if he's not vaccinated? Nope. I know he's not playing this season. You're going to cut Travis Etienne if he's not vaccinated? Nope. You're going to cut Marvin Jones? You're going to cut Leviska Sinault? You're going to cut Miles Jack?
2: Shut up, Urban Meyer! Yeah. Well, well, well I think Cam Newton was cut because he wasn't vaccinated. That's all the for Well, I think part of it with Cam
1: was not just the fact that he wasn't vaccinated. It's that he screwed up the protocols. Now, he would have just been like, okay, it was a misunderstanding of the protocols. And then the fact that he had the mispractice and Mac Jones has basically had probably the best day, probably one of his Alabama days. Mm-hmm. Just for one day, that's all he needed. And that was not enough. So, but yeah, Urban Meyer set up. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. That's your story. Go ahead. Yeah, so um I find that to be absolutely ridiculous. That's not that's not fair upon a person. Let's say, for example, a guy that's like I said, that's very good, that's on the bubble. Right. And there's a player that may be playing lesser than him. My uncle said Cam dresses like old lady. Wow, <laughs> that's foul. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Shot up, Uncle Kevin, H Town. What's up? Oh, okay, um, that's not fair for a person that's on the bubble, and that's played. That's for example, this person can give you some good production, and you may have another guy that's a little bit lesser than him, but you're gonna choose the lesser guy. Because he's not, because he's vaccinated compared to the guy who may give you better production because he um isn't. By the way, how many how many missteps has Urban Meyer had since he became a head coach? Um, at least five. Obviously, we know the situation he hired the strength and conditioning coach from Iowa, who we know is under investigation for racial and uh, and abuse. Mm-hmm. You basically trying to say that. Oh, we're not. I'm not announcing a starter. You know, we all know Trevor Lawrence is the dang starting quarterback. Shut up. Yeah, like you gonna start Gardner Minshaw over uh Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, yeah, Gar- yeah he, Gardner. He that By the way, do idiot. you know where? Does anyone know where Gardner Minshew is right now? Um, did he just get cut somewhere? No, he's got traded to Philadelphia Saturday morning. Man, I wish I could play the uh the one I want to play. But go ahead. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Urban Meyer, just just shut up, man. Look, I said this to me, and I Nick Mark. This, I said this before the show. This isn't Gainesville. This isn't Columbus. This isn't Salt Lake City. Nah. This isn't Bowling Green. Urban Meyer, this is the NFL. Not for long. No fun. They're not messing around. Nah. You got a six-year contract? That's cool. But, man, you better stop stepping in your own you-know-what. Yeah. Spite your face. Yeah. I have to agree. That's... You know, but I will say one thing. If he wants to do all that craziness and all that other stuff, you can go ahead and go to Southern California right there on um, on Figueroa, and there's a school that will accept all of that craziness that you have, and they have no problem dealing with the consequences as long as we win. By the way, if if you don't want to go to Southern California, you can you're, – you're already in, in the South. You can go right down to Knoxville, Tennessee, and we'll gladly accept you. There's a better chance of winning out here. Yeah, I mean, probably, obviously. <laughs> but obviously, but I, don't, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean by I'm, I'm, in, in, in Josh Hypo I trust I will see uh, Yeah you Got anybody else Calling out names brother Um <laughs> I think that's it And ladies and gentlemen That's calling out names <laughs> About to head on out here This pre This gonna be a preview For what we got going on Next week Oh, bef- Before you say that What's we got brother I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm a, uh, change up The usual outro music Alright And play Play one of my um Exclusives for everybody to play in the background Oh yeah So check out We got some Exclusive from 990 Gorilla. So check it out. Make sure you find them on Instagram. Go ahead. Um, next week, we will recap week one of the college football season. Obviously, the first weekend, we'll recap how some of the marquee matchups went down over the weekend. And we will have our first NFL pick segment of 2021. We will be picking all the games from week one who's who will win we're gonna pick a a game against the spread and we're gonna give you a fantasy football nugget for the week so good luck to y'all y'all as we get ready if you're getting your fantasy drafts ready make sure you you know go out there follow some people like my guy jv the jv show they're good guys on instagram you can follow they give good content on fantasy football obviously if you don't want to follow espn or nfl network our guy Ben Fair, although he's in our league, another sports veteran. He's great on fantasy football. If you want some analysis, but we are still coming for you, B. It's not there's nothing business. None bi- personal, just business. Because obviously, it's money on the line. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. Um, so we're gonna talk about that. Well, obviously, we'll recap, like I said, we'll recap the first weekend of the college football season. Look ahead to week two of the college football season, but definitely next week will be all about week one of the NFL season. We're gonna give you our our picks for the Super Bowl our award predictions and obviously where we think our teams are going to end the season and who's going to make the playoffs who's going to be playing at SoFi in February and who's also going to be hosting that Lombardi Trophy when it's all said and done Mark will be back in the studio next week we're all going to be here producer Ben Ready be back in the building next week but next week make sure you're tuning in to the number one sports podcast in the world make sure you like us on Facebook Subscribe on YouTube, Townhouse Media. Like on Facebook, Sports for You Podcast, Townhouse Media Now. Follow us on Instagram, Sports for You Podcast, Townhouse Media Now. You'll follow us all individually on Instagram. The link is in the bio on the Sports for You Instagram page. And obviously, if you can listen on the on the digital side, download Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and Verbal. Next week. Football season is officially here. I cannot wait. So get so let's go, baby. Get your Omaha's ready. Get your, get your, get your cleats, get your get your gear, get your merch, get your tailgating, get everything ready. Because football is back. And it's back like it's never, like it's never been gone. Fans are back, and we're gonna be all about football next starting next week. Most definitely. So next week, see y'all here again. New exclusive from my man 99 Nine, the Gorilla. Make sure y'all follow on Instagram. Most definitely. If you want to hear more exclusive and download subscribe to it to where he, you find your music. But this has been episode 64 of Sports For You. I'm John. That's Nick Freeze. Yes. That's Mark.
2: Yes sir. And
1: we gonna see y'all next week. Peace and we out. Good night.
0: For JD Power 2021 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com.